This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Good morning, everybody. I hope the new year is treating you well and you're having a great day. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your financial success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from what I'm talking about here today. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. You know, I'm sure you know someone who can benefit from our talk here today. So please feel free to share or forward the episode, right? If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk shop, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Hey, before we get started with episode 43, I challenge you to give great phone. I'd like to take a quick second to give a shout out and thank our sponsor, AutoLeap. Do you find it hard to manage the day-to-day at your repair shop? AutoLeap is here to make your life easier. AutoLeap is a modern, sleek, cutting-edge software for all your shop management needs. Say goodbye to stacks of paper and hello to your future. Streamline your daily processes, build stronger relationships with your customers, and turbocharge your growth, all with AutoLeap. What are you waiting for? Make the jump to the future of auto repair software with AutoLeap. Check them out at www.autoleap.com. You can also go to our show notes for the link as well. So, all right, Chris, where's this coming from? What's what's going on? What's got you fired up today? And I'll tell you, if you've, if you've watched me at all last week, you saw... I got fired up on the camp episode we did. There's There was a lot of great topics in there. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. I think we were scheduled to do 30 minutes. We did almost an hour, me, Brian, Carmen, Murray. And so I. this is just the continuation of me being fired up, right? So not so much the auto repair industry, although we always need to keep this front of mind, but I'm on the daily disappointed by the businesses I interact with. Just the way they answer the phone, the way they greet you when they come in or the lack of the greeting when they come in. And usually if you do the first bad, meaning if you don't answer the phone very well, then (laughs) typically they also do the second as far as greeting you. Terrible. So a lot of what I'm experiencing, it reminds me of Ghostbusters. If you, hopefully you remember the original Ghostbusters and she answers the phone. It's real busy. Chaos around her. Ghostbusters, what do you want? I feel like that that's a lot of what I'm getting these days. And it may be just the whole world turning sour on itself. And it seems like people aren't as nice as they used to be. But a lot of it is just owner neglect, right? I'm also hearing a, a, a lot of I'll call some someplace. Somebody answers. This is Gus. Well, Gus, is this your personal business, your your personal cell phone? Is this your business? I don't, I don't know. I mean, great, Gus. Glad to see you or talk to you. But I don't, I don't know anything outside of that. Also hearing somebody answers the phone and goes, repair shop. Okay. Do you repair saddles, shoes, cars? I, I don't know. If you don't tell me, I don't know. How do I know that I've called the right place if you don't tell me? The phone should be answered something similar to this. Guys, this is easy. Thank you for calling Boss Auto Repair. My name's Chris. Can I get your name, please? I mean, how hard is that? Also, before you do that, I I want you to take a deep breath, relax, and smile as you answer the phone. Don't be the Ghostbusters lady where you rush from task to task and you pick up the phone and it's Ghostbusters, what do you want? 
or Gus or repair shop. Another pet peeve of mine is if somebody, you know, you're busy, you got three things going on, you grab the phone, you answer it. Hey, thanks for calling. Can I put you on hold? And then you hit hold and put the phone down before anybody answers that question. How rude is that? That's not acceptable. If you're going to answer the phone, at least wait for them to respond to say, yes, you can put me on a brief hold and then put them on hold. Or if it's so busy or say so chaotic in your business, have a great greeting on your voicemail message. Let it go to voicemail and then relax and answer it later. Okay, man, we've got to do a better job of this. The the same thing, like I mentioned a minute ago, goes for greeting a customer when they come in. You know, for crying out loud, stand up, smile and say hello or thank the customer for coming in. Most of the time, what I get now is you walk into a place, all you see is eyebrows raising over the mask like, great, we got to talk to somebody else now. So I can't even see you smile. So I need you to pretend that you're smiling underneath the mask, especially if you're wearing a mask. As business owners, we spend way too much money getting the phone ring to screw it up at the last minute. Like you've you've spent weeks, months putting your your ad campaigns together. The ad campaigns have gone out. The phones ring. We answer it terribly and then and or we don't invite the customer to come in at all. This is what I hear a lot of. People call me, they're upset with their marketing. It's like, oh, that doesn't work. I'm like, okay, well, let's check. You know, show me the analytics. How many phone calls have you gotten off that campaign? Well, I got 186 phone calls off of it. Great. How many appointments did you get? Four. Hmm. So that tells me that the ad's not the problem. Your phone process and your your counter people, whoever's whoever your front-facing employees are, that's the problem, right? Your customers have one goal when they answer that phone is to pull that customer in. And if they're not able to do it, we need to look at why. Okay. So stop spending so much money and screwing it up. And again, I hate to say it, reality check, this all goes back to the owner or the management of the business. If you don't have any other processes and procedures in your business, have one and, and enforce the process for answering the phone. When I started thinking about this and, and writing notes, I went back to an old slide deck that I had put together, and I'm going to share some random bullet points from it and, and tell you some must-dos at the end, and then we'll, we'll go from there. What I see most often in small businesses is that we rush to hire and then fail to follow up with the training. Oh, I need a service advisor. Great. Here's the ads. Would you like to come work for me? We're the best that's ever been. Yes, I'd like to come work for you. Good, you're hired. Start on Monday the service advisor, whoever comes in Monday and be like, Hey, here's your phone. Here's your desk. Good luck. And that's it. Like we hired. Ooh. And then when the the person doesn't work out six months later because we didn't train them properly or you fire them because they're not answering the phone, how you want it to be because you didn't train them properly or give them any training at all. That's all a failure on the ownership and the management. So, you know, we often put, new hires on the phone without even knowing if they know how to talk to customers. And I would say if you're hiring younger people with no customer service experience to do this, you really have to train them. These young women and young men, they don't have experience on the phone like we did. They didn't grow up on a party line. They didn't, they didn't have any of that etiquette at all. All they know is their, their phone from the, from the screen on the phone. You know, we have to follow up on on what the new hires and everybody's saying to the customers. 
by not praising them and rewarding them on what they do right, we're teaching and training them for customer service. You're, I often say this about shop owners, but your employees also don't know what they don't know. You know, some of the things you need to do is locate and identify small problems before they come become bad habits. Identify training and operational weaknesses. Identify opportunities to serve customers more effectively than the competition. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Link incentives to performance. I don't ever want you to punish people for doing things wrong. You can coach them through the wrong parts and processes of what they're doing, but you need to reward them for doing right. It's like training a dog. And I say this a lot and people are like, mm. I've, I've worked with several dogs. I've worked with dog handlers. I, I know a lot about dogs and dog training. You can, you can take a puppy and make it do way better things by having a clicker or a bell and rewarding it treats than you can the old fashioned way of smacking it on the nose with a newspaper or a fly swatter. Same thing works here. It almost feels like a lifetime ago, but way, 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 way back when, before I was a service writer, I worked for Lowe's a little bit. If you've ever been to Lowe's or Home Depot, they have those little bells, right? Or the little, the little quote unquote alarms. Like you get in the aisle, you need help, you hit it and it goes, customer needs help and blinds on aisle 47 or whatever that is. And then it repeats it and repeats it and repeats it. Well, one of my managers used to walk around with a wad of cash in his pocket. Like this is the main manager of this location. You didn't know what he was going to have in his pocket, but he always had a wad of cash in his pocket. If he beat you to the bell, he would help the customer and then coach you on like, what were you doing? How come you couldn't get to the bell? Things like that. But if you beat him to the bell and turned it off and helped the customer, then he would stand quietly behind and and watch and listen. And when the customer walked away, he'd pull pull out this wad of cash in his pocket and peel you off some bills and hand it to you. I didn't know what he was doing at the time. I do know what he was doing now, but I will also tell you that I watched that guy get an award for, I don't know what it was for exactly. If it was the, like the, the biggest producing store in the region or something. One morning they called us all out and said, Hey, so-and-so has won an award. Let's see what it is. And they pulled a brand new Porsche off a trailer and presented this guy with the keys. Now, I don't know how much he paid out in cash to all of us employees, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't as much as the brand new Porsche. So just realize that if you reward your staff, your reward will be just as good or or even greater. Okay. Catch people doing things right, reinforce it, and then coach them through the things that they're doing bad. We don't ever want to, we don't ever want to whack them on the nose with a newspaper. One of the great ways to do this is by mystery shopping. You do that by having somebody call in and asking questions. And the big thing is, is again, it, can your staff pull that person in and turn it into an appointment or a butt in seat or whatever you want to call it? You know, somebody that's doing this for you needs to report on inconsistent or incorrect answers. If you would like a copy of my auto repair mystery form, you can shoot me email chris at autofixsos.com and just put, uh, just ple- request nicely my mystery shop form and I'll send it to you. You can print out a bunch of copies. You can have friends do it. There are companies that are, that do it for you. Heck, we might even be able to convince Kimberly into doing some mystery shops. Also some recorded phone calls if you want. We might be interested in that.
The other thing is, is if you don't want to do the mystery shops, a lot of people have VoIP phones now, and there's so many apps, some better than others, phone call recording systems. Record the phone calls and go back and listen to them yourself. It's called auditing phone calls. I did a blog post on it several months ago. I will put a link in the show notes to that so you can go back and, and, and learn a little bit more on how to do that. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to make a statement. And then I'm going to make the statement. And I want you to think about this for a minute. The only thing that separates your business from others is customer service. This type of service doesn't happen by accident. If you train yourself and your employees to excel, the results will amaze you. In the auto repair industry, we all fix cars. You can come up with some some BS answer as how you're better, but really the only way you're better is your level of customer service and how you take care of those people. Scan tools are the same. Alignment machines basically do the same thing. The thing that sets us apart is the customer service. And you are not, if I, I, I often ask shop owners this, what business are you in? Oh, I'm in the auto repair business. Nope, you're not in the auto repair business. You're in the customer service industry, bub. 100% to wrap your mind around. So if they don't capitalize on the opportunities that a phone conversation may present because they're too in the moment, the more scripting you have for them, the more successful they'll be. You know, for example, if a, if a customer doesn't invite the prospect to the location or learn more about the the service or the product, you know, there's an opportunity on that phone call to listen to the call together, discuss what the employee might say next time or make them interaction more effective and have them go over the scripting again. And I don't want you to sound like a robot, but you should be able to remember the answering the phone script an alignment or diagnostic. And those things are not just, hey, we do a break service. Would you like to do it? You tell the customer the whole process. That's a value statement. It's your elevator pitch for that product and service. You know, your elevator pitch for a break service might be what we'll do is, is when you bring the, bring the vehicle in, we'll have you fill out our brake symptom checklist. The technician will go drive the vehicle. The Technician then brings the vehicle in. We're going to rack it. We're going to remove the tire and wheel assemblies. We're going to do a visual inspection of the pads, the rotors, the parking brake system. We'll also test your brake fluid. We'll also do the run out of the rotors and and let you know everything that we know about that. We're also going to do a digital vehicle inspection. And by the time we're done with this vehicle, you will know everything that we know. And we'll have you a down to the penny accurate estimate. And if you tell somebody that, how much value does that add for the whole service that you just did instead of telling somebody, oh, yeah, we're going to do a brake inspection. Would you like to do that? Okay. Elevator pitches. This, this isn't what this episode's about, but put the B in your bonnet on that one. Okay. So steps for having successful phone answering. When you hire, make role playing the phone part of your hiring process. Tell this person, say, hey, as part of the over-the-phone interview, we're going to stop. I'm going to give you the script, and then we're going to hang up the phone. I'm going to call you again, and I want you to answer the phone this way. Listen to them smile. Have them do that, or give it to them earlier and tell them, be prepared to role-play this later. On the employee's first day, give them the script for answering the phone and have them practice it. Go in a room, practice it for 30 minutes. Like actually pick up a phone, answer it, and do it. Looking into a mirror, smiling. Okay? 
And then once you have them in that and doing that, only have them answer the phone for two days, three days a week, and then hand the phone off to somebody else. Have them practice answering the phone, putting people on hold, handing it off. Again, I've said this earlier, but this is really important. A lot of times we just put people in their seats and say, hey, here's your tools. Good luck. And then you get upset because they can't perform. What's your fault? You need to look in your mirror and smile and say, oops, I messed up. So after we do that, we graduate them to the next part. We present them with the other scripts and have them practice. We have them practice with each other in downtime. You come out of your office, out from underneath the hood, whatever it is you're doing, and then you practice with them. And then you start letting them work with customers in the right way. And then all the time you're doing this, you're recording, coaching, and rewarding them doing the right things. Okay? Also, when you're doing this, again, I mentioned it earlier, but you know, one last thing. When you go through the role play on how to greet a customer on the phone, also have them greet a customer in person. And, and have them stand up from behind the desk. Have them pretend it's their long lost buddy from high school. Great big smile. The feeling should be, how the hell you been? I can't believe I'm seeing you right now. You're my long lost buddy. I also know that we used to shake hands all the time. That was one of the things we did. But, you know, maybe in the post-COVID world, not so much. Maybe try an awkward fist bump and then laugh about it if you don't make it right. Your job should be fun. Make it fun for the customer make it fun for your employees. And if you make it fun for the customer and the employees and you're laughing and cutting up and you're building the relationship, spending the relationship coins, you'll be blessed in so many ways you can't even begin to imagine. So, hey, everybody, on a crazy note, I see that I'm ranking now in New Zealand. I don't know how that happened. I look at the analytics and I see that we've got listeners all over the world now. And I wanted to give the the Kiwis a shout out and uh, let them know that I'm a big All Blacks fan, okay? Most of you Americans won't know what that is, but all, you, all, all my New Zealanders will. Hey, everybody. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen. If you haven't found us on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify and followed us for free, then why not? I'm sure there's someone you care about who can benefit from our talk here today, so please feel free to share or forward this episode. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, Chris at AutoFixSOS.com, or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody.